All right. Hey, welcome everybody. This is kind of fun. We're hanging out on a Tuesday morning here um, across the country with Jim and Malika and Bill. And, you know, yesterday was a prime example of how we need to be able to talk more about climate change. We had one person who has been elected our president who was totally denying climate change as he's standing in the midst of fires and another person um, running for president saying, you know, there's no reason to think that we're not gonna have more, more fires, more flooding, more droughts, more hurricanes. And so one of those is actually right. <laughs> and this is important to know, this is not politics, this is science. And so what we wanna do today is talk to you about how you can feel that kind of confidence to be able to have some of those conversations, get people talking about climate change and what they can do. And we hope one of the things that you'll do is sign up for the Climate Action Challenge. And that way you'll be able to be mentored by these three as well as about 40 other people from around the world. Um, so with that, uh, I just wanna welcome, so we have Malika Yates, with the Climate Reality Newark, Delaware chapter, as well as a bunch of other stuff that she does, Elite Miss Delaware <laughs> and the Global uh, Ripple Effect Project. Uh, we have Jim Sando with Citizens Climate uh, Lobby of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then Bill Keitel with the Denver Boulder Climate Reality chapter, um, as well as his faith community. So everybody does a lot of different things, which is kind of fun, so you get that perspective as we go through. So Malika, I'm going to turn it over to you to get the party started. Thank you so much, Joan, for that beautiful intro and for having us today. So Jim is going to talk about preparing for a presentation and slideshow selection. I will talk about speaking with confidence and how to navigate any and every situation that might arise. And Bill will take it away and talk about fielding questions and how to answer questions that you might not be so sure of to catch you off guard. So without further ado, I'm gonna pass it over to Jim. Jim, take it away. Okay, thanks Malika, thanks Joan. Um, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about how you take your slide deck and um, what I uh, did is made 20, 30 and 60 minute versions of that slide deck. And the reason for that is it depends on what group you're going to be talking to. If you get invited to a Kiwanis lunch, they're going to only give you 20 minutes. And if you get if you get 30 minutes and a little bit longer meeting, that's good. Sometimes you'll get to do your whole presentation for an hour. It just depends, your audience is going to dictate that. Um, so I'm gonna talk about the shorter formats today because that's harder. Um, but no matter how you start, start with your own personal story and take two or three minutes to tell them about yourself and why this is important to you. This is a very important setup to get your audience drawn into your presentation and make it personal because your story is personal. So then if you're going to present for 20 minutes, you've already used three. So you're going to take about 13 to 15 minutes for slides. Um, that can be 20 or 25 slides, depending on how uh, you structure your format. 
in a 30 minute uh, um, presentation. You can do um, 30 or 35 slides. Uh, in, an, in an hour presentation, I do about 140 slides. Um, but the, you can, it just depends how you structure your thing. And I break each presentation down into four parts. And the first introduction is what is happening in the world now? That's the beginning of Vice President Gore's presentation. There's a little bit of a setup on how everything is happening. Hey, a hey, quick question, Jim. So mm -hmm. um, if somebody doesn't already have this presentation, where do they... Where do they go it's, to get it's it? It's on the Climate Reality uh, website. Under uh, the, you can get the full uh, presentation from any of his uh, uh, trainings, or you can go the one that we're talking about is called Ten for Ten. Okay, I'll put the link. I'll grab the link and put it in the comments there. Okay, okay. cool. Thanks. So um, the second part of the thing is what I like to call the scare slides or the impact slides. And those were the ones where you're showing the natural disasters, the floods, the fires, drought. Um, don't go too heavy here. Um, some people get a little bit depressed by this part, but in fact, it is reality and it's what's happening. Um, then you transition to into the part where you, you sell them that this problem is still solvable. And you show them, as it does in the slide deck, ways that this can be done. And then the fourth part is the solutions part. And that's the hopeful part that will hopefully uh, give your audience a final message that, yes, this is bad. But yes, if we start now, we can fix it. And the solutions are the renewables, uh, the cleaner energy, the, the uh, mitigation efforts. And then for the final part of your um, time. If you have any time left, you're going to have three to five minutes for questions. In these short format interviews, you're not going to have be, be able to take many questions. So it's important that you put your contact uh, information on there. You may want to give out business cards. Uh, I've frequently gotten speaking engagements from people who are in, a, in an audience at a smaller venue and wanted to see the complete show. So make sure that they can get a hold of you and then answer the questions as you can. If you can't answer them, tell them so. Say, I'm not familiar with that, but I will check on it. Get me your email information and I will find out and get back to you and do that. And that's very impressive for people that you follow up with them. So that's, that's how I set up a short uh, presentation. Uh, the, the longer presentations, of course, you, you can go much more in depth and you can... Uh, Depending on the venue, I leave unlimited time for questions. I'll stay as long as they want to. So that's just a brief introduction. We can get into this a lot more further in uh, different podcasts. But right now, I will send it back to Malika. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Jim. So when you guys book a presentation, you want to make sure that you know what the subject is you're talking about. The worst thing you can do is go in and not be prepared. It not only shows through your presentation, but it also messes with your confidence. So before you speak, like Jim said, 
make sure that you have your slide deck in place. You can either use note cards, you can use a piece of paper, or you can memorize some sections. If this is your first presentation, I highly recommend not trying to memorize everything because there's a chance you might get just a little nervous. And nerves are fine. Nerves always push me to be the best version of myself. Whenever I feel myself getting nervous, I just take a deep breath and I keep going. If I mess up on a word, if I miss a spot, it's okay because nine times out of the 10, the audience doesn't know what I'm presenting on. So I'm just able to just catch up, keep it moving and don't stop smiling. You wanna make sure that you make eye contact with your audience. That way you can captivate them and bring them in. And the most important way to do that is to add your climate story and your presentation. It doesn't have to be long. It could be two, three minutes. Just make sure you make it personal and relatable. That way they're able to relate what you're saying and then you have credibility and they actually want to learn more. As Jim mentioned, you do want to make sure that you give them something to follow up with you with. So it could be just saying you're social media handles or business cards, but this is a way for them to stay connected with you. Now, if you say um, and, uh, it's not necessarily showing that you lack confidence, but the best way to avoid those is just knowing exactly what you're gonna say. And if you lose your space, just take a deep breath and then keep going and smile. Now, I like to, when I first go to a place where I don't know a lot of people, I might not always make eye contact with everyone at first. I'll start by centering myself and looking at someone, but in the center point, and then I'll pan around. And you, if you're presenting online, you don't have to walk around and slow your shides, but if you, are presenting in person, then I would recommend that you not stay in one space, even if you're at the podium. You wanna come around just so they know that you're presenting with them and not at them. Sometimes people get a little bit standoffish when you just stand behind the podium. And I've learned this through presenting in numerous venues with a variety of crowds. So you just wanna make sure that you are connecting with your audience. And if you choose to ask questions in the middle of your presentation, make sure you don't allow too many questions to be asked because you might lose your space and you might run out of time and you won't finish your presentation. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to either message me online or you can comment below but we will definitely be doing a workshop series to help you guys further now i'm gonna pass it over to bill who's gonna tell you guys how to bring it on home okay so part of bringing it on home is to be sure that you finish with a review of the main points that you gave and a call to action is always a very good thing to include when you're wrapping up. Um, and then you get into a, a period where you wanna be able to invite the audience to ask questions and to feel like it's a dialogue as opposed to just you're pushing information on them. 
Um, but that always comes with a little bit of a challenge for the presenter because you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. And I can guarantee that a lot of times it's going to come across that something that you just go, where did that come from? Um, so, so with that in mind, there are some strategies for yourself to have in your head to, uh, to address this sort of situation. One is, and probably the most important one is, is that you don't have to have all the answers. It is an unrealistic expectation that any one person could answer every single question on the fly. Um, and we all know this. The other thing that helps in your own mindset is to realize that when you are willing to admit that you don't know an answer, for most people, not all people, but most, you will gain uh, credibility. You gain credibility because you're honestly sharing the truth about your situation as opposed to trying to fake it. Um, I really suggest not faking it. And it's all right to have a partial answer as well. You can say, well, you know, I know a little bit about this. It's been a while since I've talked on this subject matter. Um, and this is what I remember about it. Um, great way to handle it. The other thing that I like to do is I always want a reason to reach back out to the audience. Um, think about that. You know, you get an opportunity to get up in front of people and you want an opportunity to reach them another time. Um, and what I like to do is when I get a challenging question that I can't answer, I like to say, you know what? I, I'll go back and research that for you and I'll get back in touch with you. And um, when you're giving an in-person in presentation, you should be taking, always have trouble with the left and right issue here, one of the sign-up sheets to get people's email addresses. Um, and that's a good excuse then to be sending out um, an email to everybody who is in attendance. I also like to offer some sort of steps that you can do and then have an email prepared to send them to send that document along as well. Um, the other thing that I want to point out is that you, you have a chance sometimes of having people in the audience who, for whatever reason, are anti-science, anti-climate change. Usually it's an ideology thing. Um, if, if you're not prepared for that, don't expect yourself to be able to change somebody's mind. In a lot of cases, what you're actually doing is you're using that person as an opportunity to talk to other people in the audience. And people in the audience will respect you more if you show respect to everybody in the audience, including those who disagree with you. So I always try to carry an attitude of respect and quietness, uh, centeredness, and then ask questions about what, what led that person to come up with that idea or that conclusion. Um, and then maybe you can't change their mind, but you might be able to use that as an example of how people's thinking gets off track. Um, and toward that end, I'm going to recommend a book uh, this is Cranky Uncle versus Climate Change. It's written by Dr. John Cook, who is actually the person who uh, has started the website skepticalscience.com. 
And this has been one of my favorite websites to go out when I get asked a challenging question that I don't know the answer to. Um, I, I really strongly believe that every time you get asked a question, it's an opportunity for you to learn. You know, it's to go, okay, people are interested in this topic. And when I got done with a presentation, either that day or the next day, I always follow up. I write down what the questions were. I know which ones were hard for me. And I do a little research on all the ones that were hard. Um, and skepticalscience.com is extremely well organized. Um, they have three levels of, uh, of answers to primary questions or topics. One for the beginner that uh, doesn't go too deep into the science, one that's intermediate, and one that really gets into the, the nitty gritty of the science. Um, it's a great website. I've, I've never found a challenging question that I couldn't find the answer to there. And this book, by the way, covers in a lot of fun way, covers all of the myths and it's laid out and at the back of the book there is uh, a nice chart and there's actually several pages ah pages on this i don't know if try to get it so you can see it where you can see the myth the facts and the fallacies and the fallacies are really important there's only a few that uh, mistaken ways and one of the biggest ones is something called cherry picking where people grab a small portion of the data and then they pretend as if that represents reality. And so a lot of times, if you know that standard fallacies, um, they can be applied to a lot of different questions. And so another strategy for handling questions is to think about what is the myth and what is the fallacy in thought and just address that. And so with that, I'm going to hand it back to Malika to wrap up. Thank you so much for that, Bill. And closing, I just want to add one little tidbit that has helped me both in professional modeling, acting. Sometimes when I have a script that I need to memorize, I will make little note cards and I'll put them on the mirrors and just anywhere that I know I'm gonna be around my home. And when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm reading my script. So you wanna make sure that you have a strong opening, a strong closing, and just make sure to know your facts, practice, even if it's online, via Zoom, with your family, if you're still social distancing, uh, with your loved ones, you can practice in person with your circle that you are quarantined with, but make sure you get practice because practice makes perfect. Now, here are some ways that you can stay up to date with everything that we're doing to show you guys how to speak with confidence, get your slide deck together, and much, much more. You can go to the Climate Action Challenge portal sign up and take part in the challenge. You can also find Jim and I on Facebook and our Instagram is coming later today at M&J Coaching. We are offering coaching sessions just for you guys. So they will be tailored and personalized to everything that you need, whether it's business, you're giving a presentation, or you're speaking at a school, wherever we are here for you guys globally to help with all of your presentation needs now if you have any questions feel free to comment below so we can jump into q a um that was excellent you know what i really loved about your guys presentation was there's so many usually when people start talking about climate change 
it's like, okay, here we go. And I feel like people kind of put a protective barrier, like, all right, how am I going to handle this? But I think what you modeled was that being personable and being caring about, you know, like Bill saying, I try to stay centered and, you know, Malik about confidence and Jim giving ideas like a shorter presentation is actually harder than a longer one. Like these really caring. And I think if we can be caring in our presentations, that that's the number one thing. And and also this idea of what you're doing is opening up a conversation. You're not saying, now you know everything about climate change and you'll be prepared for the rest of your life, um, but that you are, you're starting the conversation and saying, this is something if you care about, you're somebody who could be part of this. And I want to ask Bill a question, but I want to remind you too that some people like me, I don't actually like giving climate change presentations, but what I do like is getting people right into taking action. And so that's the other thing. If you have somebody, it's kind of like after, after I got a divorce, I didn't want to go to therapy. I went to acupuncture because I wanted to like release it physically. And so some people want to talk and they want to know the details and some people want to go straight to action. And so I think being aware of where people are, if they want to go to action, then yeah, tell them to head over to the climateactionchallenge.net, grab the book, get in the challenge, do something in 90 days, um, get it going. But Bill, I think you also have, you have something going where you're encouraging people in the Denver Boulder chapter maybe, or beyond to do the, the 24 hours of um, climate reality. And yep. you're, you're kind of coaching people along those, uh, with those as well. I, I'm one of those that want to sign up with you. Okay, well, the 24 hours of reality um, is on October 10th. And it is coordinated with the, uh, the TED Talks organization this year, um, which is starting uh, their their own uh, uh, program. I'm a little bit lost this morning. I uh, had enough coffee to remember the, the exact titles of these things. Oh, but, but this is the reason for us to reach out to you later, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I will be sure that gets posted uh, up on the presentations part of the board. Um, <laughs> and it, But I do know it's October 10th. It's 24 hours of reality. And it's basically we want to have a major dialogue with our community uh, to bring awareness that climate change is, is a big problem right now and that it actually is a problem in the now. Because one of the things that people have is they're kind of stuck in out-of-date ideas. And I like to look at it as I'm bringing people up to date. And I even like to say that. I, you know, this is like what's currently going on. And this is the current solutions because a lot of people's fears are based on the on out of date information. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but with that, Bill, if somebody's interested in doing that, uh, doing one of those presentations for that 24 hours of reality, then they should just reach out to you. They can reach out to me if they're a climate reality leader, they should go to the hub and uh, sign up to give a presentation okay. on the hub. Uh, there is actually, when you go in on the hub right now and you go to your dashboard, they've got uh, right up top, 
the announcement of 24 hours of reality. So just when you walk in, you can't miss it. And then if you just click on that image, it will take you to where you can start signing up, where you can see the presentation materials and the resources that they've made available. Um, if you aren't a climate reality leader, but you would like to be involved, we welcome you. And I would be happy to help you and support you in that. It is quite all right. And there actually is a 10 minute presentation that climate reality has out there called the truth in 10, which anybody can give. Anybody who wants to can go out there and download a deck of slides and are authorized to go ahead and use that. And then it would be great if you did it on October 10th, although any time is wonderful. Thank right, you. because you have a you have one of your challenges for the climate action challenge is to get 25 people from the Denver Boulder chapter signed up to do that, which is uh, exciting. So that's I'm saying I'll be one of those. Yes, and I'm happy to support anybody across the country or around the world because I know Joan that this is the international climate action challenge, exactly. and I am not going to limit myself to my little local community when the whole world is here. So right. cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's see. All right. So we had a couple people that were posting Nan saying, yes, definitely. If you don't know the answer, saying you don't know is better than coming off and trying to feed them some BS and losing them in the process. We also have a bigger Al-Islam coming from Uganda. The Youth for Act and Development. Wow, cool, awesome. That's terrific. Well, and the really neat thing too, I wanted to mention that is in our Climate Action Challenge portal. So this is the place that all the Climate Action Challenge, the challengers and mentors get together, that we do have Spanish speaking climate realities leaders too. Um, Karen uh, de Palacio has given uh, presentations all over the place in Spanish. So we have some French speakers. So no matter hablas espanol or parlez-vous français, uh, then we have people that can can work with you as well in any language, um, or at least in those languages just to start with. All right, so this is great. This is exciting. And I think exactly what happened here is this is what you can do in your climate presentation. Just get that intrigue, the curiosity, just get someone to reach out to you. And uh, if, is there any, are there any other um, uh, details I should put in the comments for reaching you or how should people, how should people reach you? Just join the challenge and find you there. <laughs> I think going through the challenge, it's a great portal that you've got going, Joan. Okay, perfect. And uh, you can send us a text message uh, our names are on the screen, so that will help you find us. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can also, uh, if you want, Joan, put my Instagram handle up there. Which Which one is that? Is that the, the Elite Miss Delaware? Gotcha. And I love that too. That you know, we have people from all these different backgrounds where um, we're. Uh, Malika has done all kinds of different things, but recently uh, become elite Miss Delaware in the last couple of years and doing all kinds of environmental education. And you see all these pictures of her picking up trash and, and planting trees. Uh, and Bill, who has an interesting background between 
everything from counseling to computers uh, and working with this faith community. And Jim, who does a lot of work with veterans, um, has done has been a business executive for a long time and has taken on to be a climate researcher. So he has a ton of um, graduate uh, credits in in climate research. So that you don't have to do this stuff alone. There's people that want to help you and you are the solution for people like us who want people like you to, uh, to mentor and make sure that you're able to feel empowered and that you're one of those people that is saying, yes, climate change is real. This is just the beginning and, and we can do something about it. All right. Well, that was really fun, you guys. That's probably the, one of the more fun climate change talks I've ever been to. <laughs> so I appreciate all of you. If you had any last comments. Yeah, just remember we're here. Um, we're here to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then doing it together is fun. I mean, I think that's the other thing is that when you're doing it alone, it's it's kind of miserable, yeah. kind of depressing. Yeah, you don't have to do it alone. Right. Yeah. Our earth is what we all have in common and we are all here for you. Just reach out. Exactly. All right, cool. And anybody that missed this, you can find the, the link later to share it with them on uh, Facebook Live or on, um, on YouTube. All right, so have a great day, everybody. And thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thank you. everyone. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>